tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you got the most. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. A start from the Quay West municipality, the veterinary office there has confirmed the outbreak of swine flu in the municipality. A local farmer there has lost almost 600 of his pigs worth 2.2 million Ghana cities to the outbreak, according to the veterinary office. Although the disease doesn't pose threats to humans, it spreads rapidly. The affected farmer, Dr. Kwesi Owusu, is worried that the situation could erode the economic gains of farmers in the municipality if not contained quickly. We have some issues in our farms, and after a test was carried out in Accra, they find out that swine fever, African swine fever, this is the case that we have here. Um, up to date, we have over 530. Uh, pigs and piglets that have already died. Now we have only 20 uh, uh, piglets left in the farm. Now I don't know what to do. All what I'm, uh, I'm trying to do is to wait until the, uh, the system will be clear up. I think the doctors are, have been coming here, the, uh, the vets are here, and the directors are here. So uh, we are waiting for them to tell us the way forward. Um, yes, I don't want to give up because, you know, I know that so many people have been going through such uh, uh, situation. But me, you know, I'll continue. Only if I get some support from uh, various places, I know that it will help me to continue the farmers. Now, uh, when you look at the pig uh, uh, industry in, in Ghana, we lack a lot of meat. So if I give up, it will be difficult. So I cannot give up. Uh, uh, um, the money... Right, right now, I can calculate that if I sell them, uh, even each one, if I sell each one for 
even 3,000 or 2,500. I have lost more than 2.5 uh, 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 or 2.2 million Ghana cities. The Municipal Veterinary Director, Dr. Marco Wusu, is advising farmers to report any symptoms for swift action. We've recorded the African swine fever outbreak okay. uh, on the 28th of August, so we are still on it. Um, in the district, uh, now we are at Akwaboa Farms and uh, we've lost more than 500 pigs to the outbreak. Okay. The farmers, we are advising all of them to be patient um, and do not uh, allow any new pig to come to your farm. Do not move your pigs. Um, do not sell the pigs within Kau West. Um, we, we are organizing a, a seminar for the farmers. So we put them through all the do's and don'ts. But for now, they should all come down. The situation is under control. Zoomers of pigs, yeah. The virus does not affect uh, human beings, so consumers of pigs are, are safe. Yeah, just that uh, the, the farms that are affected, we don't want uh, the, the pig meat to go outside due to the spread. Mm -hmm. It's not infectious to humans, but it spreads so quickly, and when it gets to your farm, it will clear all your pigs within weeks. Okay. So we want to stop that economic loss, even though it's not zoonotic. We are looking out for the economic losses. Municipal Agricultural Director for Kwewu West, Francis Dabache, says his office, in collaboration with farmers, will manage the outbreak to safeguard the livelihoods of, farm, of farmers. We recorded the case of the African swine fever in Kwewu West. And in fact, it's a big blow to us in the sense that um, our farmer, Dr. Kwewu has lost in excess of 500 pigs to this virus, um, though it's not harmful, it's not zoonotic, it is something we need to manage in order to contain it. And also he was a nominee we shortlisted for the regional livestock best farmer for the 39th edition of the National Farmers Day. Uh, we were only waiting for the inspection team to come around to conduct the inspection and this catastrophe struck. So in fact, this is a deep blow to us. Um, I want to advise all pig farmers within Quail West that if you have pigs and you observe some unusual signs, please approach the veterinary units of the Department of Agric. We also have our extension officers scattered all over. Please let them know so we contain the virus. British High Commissioner to Ghana, Her Excellency Harriet Thompson, has lauded Ghana's parliament for amending the criminal and offences law, which will stop the public from engaging in witchcraft accusations. The commissioner said her outfit would continue to support initiatives that will stop the abuse of women and guarantee the rights of vulnerable groups in the northeast region. She was addressing inmates of the Gambaga Witches Camp at Gambaga as part of her official visit to the region. 
The British High Commissioner arrived in the region in the company of high-value officers at the commission. Madame Hariaka's arrival in the region coincided with a flood disaster that killed eight people and destroyed several properties. The High Commissioner was also in the region at a time of increasing concerns about the threat from violent extremists and other security concerns owing to the recent repatriation of some Burkina Bay nationals in the region and the escalation of violence in Boko. Her first port of call was the office of the regional minister at the regional coordinating directorate in the capital, Nalirgu. The regional minister and his senior staff at the RCC received the commissioner and her delegation. It's an honor to have a person of your caliber taking time off your heavy schedules to call on the people of the northeast region. But just to let you know that this is quite a very long bridge with a lot of uh, challenges in our pursuit for development. It is because of those challenges that the people and the chiefs ask for the region, so that if we decentralize power closer to the people, we may be able to better prosecute our development agenda. A PowerPoint address of the situational report of the region was then presented to the commissioner and her delegation. The commissioner, while explaining the reason for the visit, extended her condolences to the victims of the recent flood disaster. I'm sorry it's becoming such a difficult time for this region. My condolences, those of my staff, my team as well, on the loss that you have experienced as a result of the recent floods, the loss of life from the coordinating directorate the regional minister led the high commissioner to the palace of the traditional authority in line with the established protocols her excellency after being welcomed by the nair and his elders said her visit to the region was among others to ensure maximum impact of their work across human and economic development peace security and stability we recognize that uh, the northern regions of ghana uh, experience more difficult, more challenging human development outcomes uh, and less economic development than the rest of them. She added that her visit was in line with her responsibilities to strengthen and move forward the relationship between Ghana and Great Britain. As the High Commissioner to Ghana from the UK, my responsibility is to strengthen that relationship still further and to move it into the future. For me to be able to do that properly, I need to understand the whole of the country, not just sit in Accra and think that Accra is Ghana. The overlord, Nabohaga Abdullahi Mohamed Shariga, expressed his gratitude for the visit, but also acknowledged and praised the warm relationship between the two nations. The Nairi, however, made several requests for assistance, including scholarship programs for students in his jurisdiction and relief items for victims of the recent flooding in the region. The High Commissioner's visit to the region also came as police are investigating the killing of a 60-year-old woman in connection with witchcraft accusations in the Yunyudna. Swanee district from the Nairi, the High Commissioner ended her visit at the Gambaga Witches Camp where she interacted with and donated food items to the inmates. We want to make it clear to Your Excellency. But before her interaction with the inmates, the High Commissioner visited the caretaker of the camp, the chief of Gambaga and his elders. That the Gambarana does not go hunting for witches or dragging them to come here. The Gambarana rather serves 
as a, a, the director of a resettlement area. So this is a resettlement camp and not a witch camp. The palace, however, called for adequate education and sensitization before the passage of the bill. Nobody is against the law, but we know that there may be certain consequences behind it unless there is an in-depth education that will extend to the rural areas. Otherwise, in fear that when they declare anybody a witch, they will be arrested and maybe be sentenced. They may lynch them without the knowledge of anybody. The High Commissioner speaking to the EMA said her office will continue to work with local partners to ensure their rights and dignity were respected. Ilias Sutanko from Nalirgo for Joy News. The Ghana Police Service has suspended the interdiction of three officers who were captured in a leaked tape allegedly plotting the removal of the IGP, which is now a subject of parliamentary probe. In a statement dated September 7, the police indicated that the decision to suspend the interdiction, which was to make way for disciplinary proceedings in line with police regulations, was to ensure it does not affect the ongoing probe in parliament. As such, the service noted that it would commence disciplinary actions or proceedings into the officer's conduct upon the completion of the probe. Following the interdiction of COP, Mr. George Alex Mensah, Superintendent Emmanuel Eric J.B., and Superintendent George Osari, in connection with a leaked audio tape, the police administration will commence disciplinary proceedings into their conduct. And this is from the statement the police released. The three police officers were interdicted on Thursday, September 6, after a leaked tape emerged with the content suggesting a plot to oust the IGP. According to the former NPP Northern Regional Chairman, Bugri Nabu, who claims he recorded the conversation secretly, the officers are Director General Technical of the Ghana Police Service, Commissioner of Police, Alex George Mensah, Superintendent George Asari and Emmanuel J.B. On Thursday, security analyst Adib Sani had said the interdiction of the police officers was ill-timed. Legal practitioner Kweku Pintil has been sharing some thoughts on the development. He spoke on the AM show. You've been dreaming about the dress. Come find the one at David's Bridal. The most glamorous designer wedding gowns are now 15% off. Bridesmaid dresses that fit beautifully start around $99. Whether you need a veil, jewelry, shoes, or even lingerie and shapewear, it's all at David's Bridal. Take 20% off outfit-making accessories for a limited time. Stop by your local David's Bridal store or shop davidsbridal.com today. Terms and conditions apply. With Samuel Kujubris. That are there and how to resolve them from an institutional point of view. Mm-hmm. So at the end of it, I don't. My 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 prayer is that this the outcome of the current inquiry, the reports that come out of it, will not start to attract the dust. We do them 
Ghana has a good case of setting up inquiries that come up with fat report with the best recommendations. And then immediately thereafter, they begin to gather dust, mm -hmm. as they say. They begin to gather dust because somebody shelves them and then that's the end of it. So that's, other than that, all of this that's going on, this is just, in my honest view, I mean, a tip of the iceberg. In other words, somebody just happened to have caught these people in the manner that they do. How about all the other people whose communication we have not heard? How about mm -hmm. everybody else who is doing all manner of things? So it's the police service which has come under the, uh, under the microscope. Let us see and let us study the report which will come out. As for heads, that will roll. I don't want to comment about that. But okay. as a lawyer, let me show you my worry and my concern. Mm. There are two aspects of law. First, we've got what we call the substantive law. The substantive law is what states. I mean, it's stated in the acts, in the laws, in the whatever, do this, don't do that. There's also what we call the procedural law. Procedural law is as much part of the substantive law. And that's when people get into difficulty. They begin to talk about technicalities. Let people understand that technicalities is part of the law. So, for instance, when we look at the police service regulations, it's specific. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. It provides when and under what circumstances that somebody for instance can be interdicted. But you know, what has happened between yesterday and today, that alone could mar, like it has potentially caused this embarrassment and this confusion. And then somebody can then form a view that by reason of what has transpired, these men who are the subject of this inquiry are not likely to receive a fair hearing. And if that one finds favor with the court of law, mm. the way the court of law that is to question the entire proceedings. You know, these are the kind of things that people sit behind and they say, oh, yes, there is this conflict. They say, no, no, but that is part of the law. If you conduct a hearing in a way, in a manner as to suggest that the subject of the inquiry is unlikely to receive a fair hearing, that it does not matter if he has caused blue murder. It could have been anything. So the, where we find ourselves now, I think that the police service must make up its mind okay. if it's got evidence outside okay. what is before the parliamentary okay. inquiry. All right. To okay. take these people to their service inquiry. Mm. If they have, mm. then of course they should offer them the best of opportunities and everything in accordance with the regulations to respond to the issues. And at the end of the day, if anybody is found culpable, because mm.
Eight million Ghanaians are illiterate. In other words, they cannot read or write. That's according to the Ghana Statistical Service. As the work world marks World Literacy Day today, we ask how does Ghanaian situation affect development in general? We'll have a conversation shortly, but first, here is some statistical information on illiteracy generally in Ghana. The theme for the celebration today is promoting literacy for a world in transition, building the foundation for sustainable and peaceful societies. Now, 8 million Ghanaians are illiterate. This means they can neither read nor write in any language. And according to the Ghana Statistical Service, one in four persons is an illiterate. So out of every four Ghanaians, one is illiterate. Now, this is the data that is coming from the 10% of it are concentrated in nine districts in Ghana. We have the Tamale Metropolitan Assembly, Nanumba North as a municipality, East Mampusi Municipality, Sanerugu Municipality, Kushegu Municipality, West Mampusi Municipality, Central Gonja Municipality, and also Ketun South municipality and Boko West municipality and I think from the the graph we can see that the Tamale Metropolitan Assembly has the highest of about 123.4 thousand you know um, making the, 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 the massive amount of 10% of illiterates concentrated in that district And with this, nine out of the 16 regions in Ghana had at least one district with more than half of its population being illiterates. On the screen, you have illiteracy not only limits the full development of individuals and their participation in society, but also has repercussions throughout life, affecting a person's family environment, restricting access to the benefits of the development and then hindering the enjoyment of other human rights. And because they, don't, they cannot read nor write, they may not have access to any knowledge that can benefit them as humans living in a particular environment. Now, the impact of illiteracy can be divided into the following categories, health, education, economics, and social integration and cohesion. Now, illiteracy among adults increases present and future socioeconomic vulnerability and is a significant factor in the production or reproduction of such vulnerability through children. And now let's go on to Zoom now and speak to Nicholas Isaka. Um, he's with Ghana, who is a development expert. Good morning, sir, for your time here on Newsdesk. You are a development expert. What does this mean to you? That I have lineages with well, a particular uh, political I think we are having um, an issue with our phone line. But let's go back and, and, and speak to him. Um, we're grateful for your time, Mr. Nicholas Isaka. You are a development expert. What does this information mean to you? of the National Service Personnel Association. I'm on the line. 
All right. Mr. Isaka, if you can hear me for a third time, I, I hope you can hear me this time around. What does this information from the Ghana Statistical Service mean to you? Yeah, hello. Can you confirm you can hear me, please? I can. Loud and clear. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. So, I mean, quite clearly, like they've rightly pointed out, it has implications for health, for education, and for even the participation of such individuals in, in economic activity. And, and let me just share some experience from, from real on the ground work when it comes to development matters. So I have done some work in the past working with farmers, especially in northern Ghana. And there have been times when you are disseminating best farming practices essentially to help them improve their yields. But then the reality is this. I mean, there are some of the practices that you go and you don't even have a local language version. For, for the word you want to use. So invariably, maybe during training sessions, you may have pictorials just to ensure that the message is sent down there. So naturally, if you have anybody who has not got that literacy, then that really limits that person's participation in, in economic activity. And generally, when we talk about literacy, there are three elements. There's a reading, there's a writing, and then arithmetic, very important addition, multiplication, subtraction. So once again, from my experience, you are working with people, they could be traders, they could be farmers, they don't know how to count money. Uh, how do they actively participate in economic activity? That becomes a major limitation. Then you add the new dimension of digital literacy, using mobile money and all these things, which now is very, very essential for financial inclusion. So it is a major issue. Those are the implications. What then it means is that for those people who are at the bottom of the literacy level, then essentially their quality of lives automatically will not be as much, all other things equal, than those who are fairly well literate. That is the implication. Right. Let me also add that I think as in the past as a country, I remember several years ago, there used to be the non-formal education program. Back, I think, some 20, 20 plus years ago, I really don't know what is happening to it now. Because literacy doesn't necessarily mean going to school. And so maybe on the policy side, with this report coming in, it's high time probably policymakers began to look at, okay, can we revive non the, the non-formal education we used to have 20, 30 years ago to really tackle these, these matters. Right. And does this come as a surprise to you that out of the 8 million, the 10% are concentrated mainly in the northern regions? Well, how does this come to you? It doesn't come as a surprise to me because once again, even if you look at even BC statistics, BC statistics, I, I come from a district, I don't want to mention the name because of, of embarrassment. We, we've been at the bottom. <laughs> and this is for people who've gone through the normal schooling. So even for people going through normal schooling, BC statistics, if you look at the, the last rankings, I don't even rankings in the last four to five years, a good number of the districts that are at the bottom are from northern Ghana. So I'm not in the least surprised that this survey also shows that the bulk of the people are coming from the northern part of the country. But what could be accounting for this and what can be done about it? Well, I, I think I think it's, 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 it's some of these matters also bother that there's some economic angle to it. But let's face it, 
Um, if you're at a certain level of, you know, income level, you can, on your own, educate yourself. You and I, for instance, at a certain level that we can afford uh, smartphones and, of course, educate ourselves. We can also go online and learn a lot of things. But literacy and income level, there's a correlation. Uh, so if somebody is at the bottom there, it's a bit difficult. The other thing to note also is that let's know that even in the normal education system, the best schools, especially at the pre-secondary level, are private. We all know that. It's only when you get into the senior high school that we still have public schools doing fairly well compared to the private schools. So once again, when you go to northern Ghana, people are the income levels where they cannot afford private schools. Because generally all the statistics show that the poverty levels are higher in northern Ghana and also in some parts of the central region, especially along the coast. So there's a correlation between your level of literacy and also your poverty level or your income level. There's a correlation between the two. Mm. And I was asking what can be done about it at this time so that the numbers can at least be reduced in these areas. Well, well two things. Do we still have you, Mr. Isaka? Unfortunately, we have a bad connection to Mr. Nicholas Isaka, who is a development expert. But as you heard from him, this is not surprising that 8 million. Let, I, I'm hearing he's back on the line. Mr. Isaka, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me, please? Great. You were finishing your last statement. Yeah, so. Development programs are doing their bit. I think what is missing is the public sector side. It's the government side. And it's a question of putting money, investing into these things. Of course, we all know where we are now with the IMF, so that might be a challenge for now. But development workers, development programs funded by donors are doing quite a lot there. But quite clearly, this report shows that that is not sufficient. So it's left for government to put in additional resources, but you and I know that the money is not there for now. So probably in the interim, we may have to live with this for a while until our finances as a country improve, and then we can afford to put money into these matters. Grateful for your time here, Mr. Nicholas Isaka Banga Bana, who is a development expert. Now, the Director of Tertiary Education at the Ministry of Education, Dr. Yaya Jakaji, has disclosed that only 20% of senior high school leavers gain admission into the tertiary level due to the limited number of universities in the country. The situation, according to her, is greatly affecting numbers of students pursuing tertiary education. Dr. Jakaji, who was speaking during a visit by the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission to Akumadan to access the level of work at the newly built Akumadan Local Government University, says there's the need for the establishment of more tertiary institutions to help accommodate more students. Anna Sabit has more. For the foreseeable future, continue to accept only a fraction of applications due to the lack of space to accommodate them. 
Director of Tertiary Education at the Ministry of Education, Dr. Yaira Zakadi, says only 20% of senior high school leavers gain admissions into the tertiary level and there is the need to add up to the number of public universities in the country. Basically, it is a dream of government to open more uh, tertiary institutions to add up to the existing ones. Um, we have the gross tertiary enrollment ratio, which currently stands at 20%. So this means that out of the uh, students that are, we turn out of uh, our secondary schools, it's only 20% that assess our tertiary institutions. Uh, one reason is that we don't have much more of these tertiary institutions in the country. So expanding the tertiary education level means that we have to add on to the existing ones we have. The government as part of its quest to address this worrying menace is working towards establishing more universities in some parts of the country. Here in Akumadan, in the Office North constituency, a virgin university is currently under construction. Member of Parliament for the area, Augustine Collins and team, who is today hosting a team from the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission, is hopeful that the institution, when completed, will help grant access to a number of senior high school graduates. Today's visits by the team of experts, I mean, give a toast to my dream and uh, with the kind of recommendations that they are given. And I am happy uh, that um, and in no time uh, it's going to be open. And it has been one of the vision of His Excellency the President because the China now graduate from the senior high schools now made access of senior high schools to every guy here, whether you have money or all that. The next step is how to be able to contain them, give them the training up to the university level. And this university is also going to offer a potential access to a number of students to be able to at least to also get access to training. He disclosed that his dream of making Offensive North a hub of education is on course as several other educational institutions are in place to help realize that dream. Indeed, my thinking and vision is to have uh, in the future of Finland of becoming one of the hub of education, a citadel of training and all that. So over the years, I've lobbied Parliament. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And my office to bring a lot of such institutions. We have the, the starting from the technical institute. We have one in Kinkers. We have one in Akumandan. And then we have the National Training Center for the National Ambulance. Mr. Collins of Gaston and team further revealed that the establishment of the Akumadan University of Local Government and Development would, amongst other things, boost the economy of the area, thereby providing jobs to the people. It's beyond having this school. 
there's a thinking behind that. It's going to open up the economy of the place, you know, in terms of jobs. In terms of jobs, imagine one day it opens and about 10,000 people come into this. It's going to have a huge impact. Dr. Yaira Jakadi, who was impressed at the level of work done, revealed that the facility would meet the commission's assessment of being a fully-fledged university. For now, I think uh, with a few additions that we have suggested to be added, to be uh, amended, uh, we are sure that once it's done, um, this place can be converted to a full-fledged university. Reporting for Joy News, Anas Sabit. Some parents are raising red flags over the dangers posed by stalled 12-unit classroom block project to their children at St. Augustine Basic School in Nungwa. Due to limited space at the school with a population of 500, junior high students are being accommodated on a Presbyterian school compound elsewhere. A vehicle recently knocked down two of the school children crossing the busy Akranunga Road in search of a toilet facility. Tema correspondent Kwame Anka has the rest of the story. The St. Augustine Basic School 12-unit classroom block project in Nungwa started about eight years ago under the then Lejokuku Crow War Assembly to replace the existing structure at the time over safety concerns as well as growing population. However, due to splits of Lejokuku Crow War Municipality into Lejokuku and Crow War Municipalities around 2018, this has have affected the pace of the project. Junior high school students of the school are accommodated at the Presbyterian School compound at Nungwamami. Past students and parents, Sandra Otu, in an interview with Joy News, shares how she is alarmed any time the child leaves home for school. He's currently here, but he has to cross the road to the other place because now the JHS are sharing with the, the Presby School. It's not safe. Because last time he came home and to give us complaint about his two mates being knocked down by a vehicle because of the, um, they have to live here to the other side. And coming here today, I'm sad. Because when I was here, we, we, we have access to the toilet facilities and all that. Some pupils are pleading with authorities that be to do the needful. The school have no toilet. We have no toilet. Either when the teacher is teaching, we lose the teaching. We can't sit down and learn. So we need to go out and uh, poop. The time we will come back, the lesson is over. Our school is not completed. We beg him to come and complete our school for us. When we are in school, others have running stomach, so they need to go out to the washroom. And something can happen to them anyway. While the teacher is teaching, then we students, we are going out to visit the washroom. It's a problem which we are facing in this school. School Management Committee Chair Paul Odum says the pupils are exposed to danger due to the uncompleted project. They will be moving to the other side because the facility is here and that is Nungwa Mami. That's where the school is. And uh, because of this balustrade, we can't accommodate the P6 kids here. Well, it would be very risky to leave this um, balustrade here, if you can see them here. You can't leave the open space like this for these kids. And we don't want any risk or accident. And Presby too, they also need their building. So that's the reason why we want to maintain the kids here as we are entering into the next academic year. Assembly member for Nkpo Electoral Area, 
Abaran Abdullahi Osman, who doubles as the Social Services Committee Chair at Crowell Municipal Assembly, says several steps have been taken for the completion of the building. Tracing the document has become an issue. We have to find a way of making things more clearer to whoever will be given the contracts. I have met the contractor here before. He came on site. The headmistress and the neighbors of the community can attest to the fact that work has been ongoing and he has to raise a certificate for, 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 for ratification and payment. But even in that course, you know, as parents and as an assemblyman that I also belong to the PTA, we came, we assessed the situation. Those are we think we can start. We put in an effort. Eventually, the contractor is back on site trying to do the most importantly, the place of convenience, both for teachers and students. Municipal Chief Executive for Crowo, Joshua Nibote, says his outfit is working on completing the school despite challenges with funds. It was very bad when I came, but I invested about almost 600,000 Ghana cities into that project. It's a huge project, as you said. So there's a contractor on site. He's almost uh, finishing with the tallest facility. The information I have is that uh, the whole facility is finished, especially the washrooms. They are left with the connection of the water from Ghana water so that they can fully use it. Yes, they don't have toilet facilities. It's a challenge for them. But at times, the church close by give them access to, to use it. So, since the blessing has been a project that has been on, on my table for a very long time, I'm passionate about school and the children who are always to really educate and, and really feed and lead, see them develop to leaders. You understand? So, that is it about St. Augustine's. I will not give you timelines, but I will speak to you. We have to get some funds for the contractor to really fasten up the job that he's doing so that we get it complete. Meanwhile, Parent Teacher Association Chair of St. Augustine Basic School, Julius Aokudabi, believes completing the stored project will ensure safety of the awards and cut down loitering. Kwame Yankes reports for Joy News. Upper West Regional Minister Dr. Hafiz Bin Saleh has urged personnel of the National Service Scheme not to be discouraged by the challenges they are currently facing at their post. Instead, they should see their service as an opportunity to contribute to development of the country. Speaking at the Upper West Region's version of the 50th Anniversary Remembrance Day, Inwa noted that it is a springboard to their future success. Now, join News Upper West Regional Correspondent Rafik Salam has more. Staff of the National Service and executive members of the National Service Personnel Association, NASPA, were joined by Upper West Regional Minister Dr. Hafiz Bin Sali at a conference room of the Upper West Regional Coordinating Council to watch a virtual live show of the National Remembrance of the 50th Anniversary of the National Service Scheme. Upper West Regional Director of the NSS, Dousu Daniel, Federal Light on the program. The National Service, we know, uh, started in 1973 uh, by uh, Ignatius Kuntun Achampo. Today, the 7th of September, March, the, the exact day he assented to the decree that established National Service. So we know we have lost a lot of heroes, service persons and staff during the day. So we've decided that today we will use the day to remember them and give them some respect. Dr. Binsali recalled with nostalgia, he sent it one years ago as a national service personnel, which he said has impacted on his life. I did my national service with the 
then Ghana Water and Sewage Corporation. Ghana Water Corporation now. And have no regrets whatsoever. I learned a lot, and all the things I learned at that time are impacting in me. He had no service personnel in the country not to be deterred by the challenges they are currently encountering, but should spare them on to greater heights. And this gives you the opportunity to have a feel of what people are doing to make our country a better place for all of us. I will therefore entreat each and every one of you not to be deterred by the challenges, but to be spared on to give off your best as you contribute to the forward march of our dear country, Ghana. At exactly 11.45 a.m., there was a flag-raising ceremony at the forecourt of the Upper Senior Coordinating Council where a two-minute silence was observed for departed souls and the sounding of the last post aided by personnel from the Ghana Armed Forces and the Ghana Police Service. Some executives of NASPA shared their thoughts about the day. Today is worth remembering because it's to remember all the past um, NSPs who are dead currently. And today is really a memorable day for us. Thank you. Are you proud to be a National Service personnel? And I'm tell me very why. proud to be a National Service personnel because I'm serving the country that is Ghana. So it's good that we also maybe also go through history to also know the people that have uh, contributed their quota to support um, national service. So I think it's a very good initiative that they have given to us. Though they thank the government for the increase in the monthly allowance, they believe it is peanut that can hold both body and soul together. 559 is actually too small. Uh, when you take 559, you go to the market. Uh, it will surprise you that you only buy some few tubers of yam and then tomatoes. So it will be good they actually increase it. We heard they've increased it to 715, but then also uh, the 715 have not come yet. It is something we are actually expecting and we are praying that they send it to us. If you're watching Joy News Desk, there's more news coming up in business right after this break. Hello there. 
to provide timely information and to explain educational reforms and to discuss school models and interventions, the Ministry of Education, in partnership with the Teacher Education Journal, presents to you the first ever education TV talk show, The Edu Talk Show. The Edu Talk Show keeps you informed and updated on trends in the world of education. The Ghanaian teacher is so versatile. Provide him the opportunity, train him, and that teacher will perform wonders. Where are the women? They are doing very well academically, but they're not in the sciences and all of that. So technology is missing a lot more women that they could have had. You need to tell the parents, at the moment, what you are getting is, is covering only an aspect of your child's education. And therefore, it's very difficult for you to make any decision with the limited information you have. We still have more to do mm. when it comes to safe school. Mm. So join us as we speak to our guests on reforms taking place in Ghana's education sector. My name is Blessed Suga and I am your host. It's the Premier League all on DSTV. All the goals, clashes and moments. All of Rashford, Salah and Saka. The start is getting better and better. All in the language of your choice. All in HD. Available on all these bouquets to choose from. To watch on all these devices. Get DSTV with an HD decoder plus one month compact for 299 CDs. It's the Premier League. All on DSTV. I came home earlier than I normally would that fateful Monday after work. And to my surprise, I saw my husband and my mother having sex in our living room. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I had always suspected my wife. I felt she had something doing with my little brother. And I walked into a room one day, and there they were, making out. And this is my blood brother. A husband who is a banker will not have sex with me because I denied him my anus. Is he gay? I've been wondering. What is your story? What secret is eating you up? Why are you having continual sleepless nights? Do you need help? Share your story on our powerful new series where real people share their deepest secrets on Prime Morning beginning this September. Drop your stories on our WhatsApp number 055-157-5757. Remember, a problem shared is a problem half solved.
and every problem has a solution. Hi, good morning. Welcome to Business. My name is Daryl Kwao. The Ghana Export Promotion Authority says it is working to improve its performance for non-traditional exports uh, for 2023. The authority recorded $3.5 billion in non-traditional export revenues in 2022. Manufactured and semi-manufactured products uh, contributed the most. Now, Chief Executive Dr. Ifwas Abiyasari says the authority will deploy innovative means to add value to its products to increase export earnings. She was speaking at the GEPA 80th National Exporters Forum in partnership with Access Bank Ghana PLC. Here's more. The Ghana Export Promotion Authority said it is dedicated to providing comprehensive support, particularly in the area of value-added goods. Dr. Ifwa Sabia Sari said her outfit will bolster human capacity through the GEPA export school in Accra. GEPA has collaborated with key stakeholders such as the Ghana Standard Authority, the Food and Drugs Authority, Ghana Exim Bank, Association of Ghana Industries, the Plant Protection and Regulatory Services Department of the Ministry of Food and Agriculture, as well as research institutions, private sector entities, government organizations, and foreign missions. In 2022, Ghana recorded non-traditional export revenues of 3.5 billion USD, with the manufactured and semi-manufactured products sector contributing the most. This result highlights GEPA's dedication to enhancing exporters' capacities, fostering global competitiveness, exchange flows, and foreign exchange flows to bolster the local economy. Trade Minister Katie Hammond pledged to supporting exporters in Ghana. Let us see ourselves working together as partners in the growth and development of the economy of the country. You cannot be unaware of trade and the transformative impact it can have on economies, especially those in emerging markets. Executive Director Wholesale Banking at Assets Bank Ghana PLC James Bruce explained various initiatives Access Bank is embarking on to support exporters. Facilitating payments, um, also checking on your counterparties that you are looking to export to to be sure that they have the capacity to pay for the goods and services you are getting. Obviously, we would finance that side of the trade as well and see how best we can finance the side of the trade. Now, why do we want to do this? We've started a journey with SME capacity building, together with UNIDO, together with GIZ, to give skills to prepare the SMEs to be ready to be able to move to the next level. The forum was under the theme, Growing Ghana's Export Capacity, Catalyst for Economic Good. 
In other news, Odotobri Rural Bank in the Ashanti region is enhancing operations in its catchment area to improve banking in the target market. Aside from increasing the bank's branches, new products are being rolled out to achieve set targets. Board Chairman Dr. Kwekumensa Bonsu explains the bank's objective is in line with the government's financial inclusion agenda. Nanai Aljima was at the commissioning of the 14th branch of the bank in the Ashanti region. Financial inclusion contributes to economic growth by stimulating entrepreneurship and increasing savings. Despite enhanced financial education, the majority of Ghana's population remains unbanked, largely due to inaccessibility. This has limited financing for most small and medium-scale enterprises in the country. Board Chairman for Odotobri Rural Bank. Dr. Kweku Mensa Bunsu says roping more people into banking will drive development. In Kumasi, we have about nine branches, and that is strategically placed so that people from different areas, you don't need to go very far to get to be a bank. Yes, with the way things are going and businesses picking up gradually, there's a possibility that we would open. New, new branches, uh, depending on how we see the areas that we want to go into. You know, there, there are areas that have potential, that have potential. So we, we, are, we are going to explore all these things and find out where we should put our money. The bank commissioned its 14th branch at Tutuka in Obuasi municipality in 2022. The Odotobri Rural Bank increased profit margin from 4.1 million cities to 4.6 million cities, mainly driven by business at the only branch at Obuase. Abraham Kofi is Chief Executive Officer. Management and the board thought as wise that as the customer base of the bank keeps on increasing, it, it was imperative for us to make such an expansion. So we started doing feasibility studies ensuring uh, due processes and also obtaining Bank of Ghana's approval. So today what we are all witnessing, that is the commissioning of Tutu Car Brands, is an attempt to expand the bank's uh, operational coverage and also uh, to support the government of Ghana financial inclusion agenda. For Joy Business, Nanaya Ojima reporting. And that's it for the segment. The news continues after this break. Tema, the industrial gem of Ghana. Attention all dreamers, investors and home seekers. Mark your calendar for the next clinic of the Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair. Imagine waking up to stunning waterfront views, basking in the warmth of the sun and embracing the comfort of a home perfectly tailored to your needs. Discover a range of housing options that cater to every budget and lifestyle. From sleek contemporary designs to elegant traditional architecture, the Ecoban Joy News Habitat Fair has it all. But wait, there's more. This fair isn't just about buying a home. It's also about enhancing the spaces we live in. 
get financial solutions to acquire furniture for that beautiful home, electronic devices, and more. Our dedicated team of real estate experts and banking partners are here to guide you every step of the way, making your journey to home ownership smooth and stress-free. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to make your dreams come true. Join us at the Teme edition of the Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair, where possibilities are limitless. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair 2023 is powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Cities and Habitats and sponsored by... Hello there. To provide timely information and to explain educational reforms and to discuss school models and interventions, the Ministry of Education, in partnership with the Teacher Education Journal, presents to you the first ever education TV talk show, The Edu Talk Show. The Edu Talk Show keeps you informed and updated on trends in the world of education. The Ghanaian teacher is so versatile. Provide him the opportunity, train him, and that teacher will perform wonders. Where are the women? They are doing very well academically, but they are not in the sciences and all of that. So technology is missing a lot more women that they could have had. You need to tell the parents, at the moment, what you are getting is, is covering only an aspect of your child's education. And therefore, it's very difficult for you to make any decision with the limited information you have. We still have more to do mm. when it comes to safe school. Mm. So join us as we speak to our guests on reforms taking place in Ghana's education sector. My name is Blessed Suga and I am your host. That's all we have here on Joy News Desk. We'll be back at midday with Joy News today. There's more news on myjoyonline.com. I am I am Amy Senior Mitchell Thompson. See you at midday. <laughs>